Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Hello everybody, let's bring up the chat just to see... So we can see who's coming on. Dave, wow, you're organised there, mate. I am pretty organised, yeah. I've got, I've got it all on you, mate. I've got it all on you. <laughs> um, just say, if you are joining us, do um, just put a little comment. Do let us know if you are here. Of course, David Clift is here. He's always one of the earliest. Um, let's have a look. I've always got to do this, Dave. But we need to check we're live. It's kind of weird, actually. Yeah. I'm doing the facilitation today, Dave. What's going on? I know. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, like I said, the, pro the prodigal son returns. Great stuff. Here we go. Oh, Bry is devastated. I'm, I was thinking Mate, I can hear yeah, my yeah. own voice. And he's got the live on live. I, uh, that was liveception. I can't you tell? I'm a little bit rusty that we, um, Dave's covered it for the last few weeks and I come back to destroy the live. Yeah. <laughs> but right, yeah, um, you may notice we're in a little bit of a different room this time. This one is one of our little spaces in the yeah. office. Uh, we thought it was very apt because today is all about you know, uh, Everest, uh, Everest Base Camp, the special one, as we call it. And this behind, Dave? It's Newport. <laughs> Sorry, no, it's um, it's not Newport in South Wales. It is, um, it's Namshi Bazaar. Mm. And me and Andy had great fun when this first arrived, figuring out all the places that we've that we seen. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, those of you that have been here before, see, that's the archway up to the, um, the Sherpa Museum. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, so you go through there, and then it's just at the top of those trees. Yeah. And uh, the Tenzing, uh, the Tenzing um, Memorial statue, yeah, yeah. and an awesome view of Everest, um, which is over there somewhere. It's not on this map. It's we, Dave. As you went over there, because of the, the the depth there, you look like you look really small. Did I? Yeah, you did, mate. I'll hang back you look, there. You look, you look, you look small. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, no. It's great to be back. I mean, um, this is actually my first. Tuesday tune in in probably almost a month. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had some great people on. I've like listened to last week. Um, I, John Adams was on, the, uh, one of our Ever Trackers. Uh, I, <laughs> sorry, the great Bold Yeti. Great Bold Yeti. Yeah. Uh, was here chatting about fitness and, and you know, the, the challenges that he faced, um, you know, because he's been to base camp a couple of times. Yeah. Um, as well as that, we had Rosie and I believe Fee was on as well. Yeah. The week yeah. Before. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's good for you guys to, to kind of get to know the rest of the team um you know we'll, we'll try over the next uh you know few months to get as many people on as we can um from the evertrek team but we hope that that kind of um was useful to everyone now if if this is the first tuesday tune in that you've been on welcome um i can see there's quite a lot of people on this live today <laughs> quite a lot of newbies as well so yeah if you are a newbie do say um a tuesday tune in first timers yep. um yeah you popped your cherry this is the first one um great stuff welcome we've been doing this this is probably almost i think we're almost 91 it's close to it's close to 100 episodes now it's, and, it's um, close man. yeah for the new people as well this mm. is something that we do every tuesday yeah um not just on um you know uh nepal but every, all yeah. subjects to do high altitude trekking and the trips we run um, I'm pretty sure we're going to get into it pretty thick today because we've had loads of questions a lot um, of questions yeah <laughs> and um yeah it's interesting that um Every so often, like, we have a really popular live, and I'm not totally sure why that is. Um, is think... there anything different about today, and what's going to be happening <laughs> that doesn't normally happen? Um, the, yeah, well, if you, if you, unless you've been, um, you know, in Antarctica, uh, maybe Antarctica, you still get, uh, you know, 4G, who knows? Um, you could have been on the way to, to Everest. But, yeah, we have, over the last sort of four weeks, done um, one of our 
competitions. Uh, we've run them over the last sort of four or five years. Always very popular. Um, and obviously, we, we went back to our roots, which is, you know, one of our first trips. Uh, well, our first trip, which was Everest Base Camp. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to do another, um, you know, competition around that. And, you know, yeah, if you've entered, well done. And thanks for, you know, sharing it. We, you know, um, a lot of, like, positivity around it. You know, we, we, like anything, we always get sort of, you know, kicked back from certain things. And certain people not, not don't like People go to certain parts of the world, and we get that. But look, if you if you're here and you're listening, and you're you're you're, you're an adventurer, a traveler, a tracker like me and Dave, like the rest of the team, like the rest of our ever trackers and our community, then you're in the right place. Um, and that's what we thought we wanted to do. We wanted to do another trip to Everest Base Camp, um, you know, for two people, so for the winner and then someone of their choice. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's been great. The positivity has been amazing. Um, also, as well, I've been seeing it all over social media getting. Dave, it went a bit floppy then. That's all right, right, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't just, talking about Dave, I was no, talking no, about yeah. the mic. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. And I, I'll sort the tech out. You, just, you, you sort just the tech out. There we go. There we go. Tighten um, it up there, mate. Here we go. Great stuff. And yeah, so it, it's been great to, to see everyone get involved um, and, and obviously sharing that. And it's been great. We've reached a lot of people. Um, and it's always nice to kind of not, not educate because, you know, people know Everest. Everest has, has been there obviously for a very, very long time. Providing always... great double glazing. <laughs> It has, um, but no, it's 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 obviously something that's very popular, and you know we want to give people an opportunity to to kind of learn about it a bit yeah. more and what it entails, how hard it is, whether it's right for them, because you know the, these sort of treks that we run and we've been running now for the last last almost six years, you know they're not easy. Um, you know, lots of trekkers have, you know, we we've kind of interviewed our trekkers, get some feedback. A lot of it, like it's not a holiday, may appear that way, but it's actually a challenge. It's hard, um, and if you're up for a challenge, you're in the right place. Um, and Dave, it's been great, isn't it? I clearly, I, I, I've literally walked back into the office today, and everyone's like, "Yeah, Dave, how's it going?" Got a little message on the wall, which is quite nice, uh, in the little office. But yeah, Dave. So today, then Everest. Where should we start? Yeah, I mean, we've just got thousands of questions. We got. I know. Yeah, I mean, also welcome. I'm, I'm seeing so many, so many new uh, noobs on here as well. I'm yeah. saying noobs, you know. New to the Tuesday tune new, newbies. yeah Tuesday tune in newbies but yeah awesome hopefully hopefully you'll continue to tune in every Tuesday like I said because we do these topics every single week without fail um, yeah and Everest Base Camp for us is really where it all started yeah it's the first high altitude trip that Andy went on it's the first high altitude yeah. trip that I went on there's a little bit of history there about how myself and Andy ended up sort of sat here talking about this right now um, and. It's it's really changed. It's changed my life. It's changed Andy's life, and now it's changed so many other people's lives. And we realise the importance of these trips. As Andy said, they're not for everyone, and some people may have an opinion on whether it's the right type of trip or not. But you know what? Yeah. For a um, huge amount of people, it is. And personally, I can say that these trips are far more valuable to me as a person than perhaps going for a two-week yeah. beach holiday, because I come back and I've tested myself. I've learned so much about different cultures, different histories, and I've learned a lot about myself, what I'm capable of, what I'm perhaps not capable of, and what I can improve upon. And honestly, these trips do do change your, sort of your entire outlook. Yeah, The amount of customers that have come back who I've been fortunate to actually speak to that say that, you know, Nepal's really got under my skin, you know, and I can't get, I can't stop thinking about the place because it's, there is a certain magic about Nepal yeah. that really does sort of, get hold of you doesn't let go and it's why we keep going back and back and back and back out of all the trips we do i've done every space camp the most and that's not because it's the easiest 
It's because it's the one that I seem to get the most out of. It draws you back in, doesn't it? Yeah. I think the pool's very much like that. I mean, yeah, we do we do a lot of trips now. I mean, just to kind of um, you know give you a brief, especially for all the, the first timers here today. Um, and I can see we've got a lot of regulars on as well. So they might have heard this. So it might sound like a bit of a broken record. But yeah, we started off um, basically back in 2016. Um, it was just myself and, uh, you know, came back from Everest Base Camp with, with kind of an idea, really. And that was to, to kind of help people do what I had, uh, did, which is get to Everest Base Camp. And that's where the name come from. You know, we're Evertrek. Um, and, and that's where we really started. But then over the last kind of three, four, five years, you know, especially over the last maybe two and a half years, we really kind of scaled up our trips because we had a lot of Evertrekkers coming back from doing Everest Base Camp, from going to Paul, saying, OK, right, awesome. Really enjoyed that. Where's next? And that's why we do trips to like you know Kilimanjaro. We do Morocco. We got a lot of trips in South America. Um, you know we got we got other areas of the world we're actually building. Um, you know I've been off last few weeks, and part of that was was um, you know if, you, if you're friends of me on Facebook or things, you'll see that I'm in certain parts of the world that we're trying to open up some new trips. So yeah. um, you know as well as having a holiday as well. You know life's all about balance. Um, and yeah, so we, we've sort of come all this way really. And you know Dave, I mean, yeah, what were you? Your customer one. Well, you've called it customer zero. Customer right? zero, mate. Mm. Yeah, customer zero. That's where it is. Which is nuts, really, thinking yeah. about it. Like, yeah, Dave was Evertrack's first ever customer. Yeah. Um, and now, like, it, you know, is a huge part of our our, our company and, um, you know, was, is our head of operations. But, you know, is a lot more than that. Like, his deep-rooted um, care about the business is is, is amazing, really. So I'll, I'll get the tissues out. Mate, <laughs> just because it's good to have you back, mate. But no, but no it, um, and, and like I said, this is one of the reasons why we, why I think, you know, we have stuck to it. Yeah, yeah. And stuck to it at the beginning when there was, you know, anybody that started a business or anyone that's worked in a new business will, will know yeah. that you don't just, you know, open the shutters, take the sign off the door and hundreds of thousands of customers come your way. You know, it's a lot of hard work at the beginning. So, but having the passion for it really does make sure that you stay the course. But where does that passion come from? It wasn't one day we woke up and decided we love Nepal. It was mm-hmm. it was almost an accident of circumstances. Andy loved adventure, and so did I. We worked together. I mean, this is a little bit Back of a history. The dark that, days. Yeah, a lot of the so a lot of the new guys perhaps won't know the story about how Just checking this out. about how we kind of hooked up. Me and Andy used to work together for a bank, believe it or not, way way back when. Back in those days, they wow. I know, and then. Um, we, we kind of both went and got different jobs and on Facebook one day I saw that Andy had posted that he'd been to Everest Base Camp yeah. and I couldn't believe that all the time I spent working with him that we never discussed that because I had a mutual desire to do it as well so I dropped Andy a little message and I said when you come back let's have a mm-hmm. chat and all I was really hoping for was you know the questions that you guys ask how fit <laughs> were you mate how fit do I have to be do you reckon I can do it um, what happens if I go too slow what boots do I need? Do I need crampons? You know, all of that, <laughs> yeah, all yeah, of that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. which is why I've got, um, and all of us have got so much patience and enjoy answering those questions, even if they're the same questions that we get yeah. on a regular basis. Exactly. They're, 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 they're not. For you, that's the first time. And for you, you need to know that stuff. And then exactly, we have um, a picture we should have perhaps brought in. of the, Oh, is uh, that the, in the other the room? The first yeah, ever yeah. kit list. It's, it's, um, so Dave, basically we met into, um, uh, we met in Bill's Cafe in Cardiff. And the nearest thing we had to write down was our receipt from Bills. Shall um, I go and get it, And Yeah, you can go get it. Yeah, I'm going to go and get it. I'm going to go and get it. I think it's important for people to see the history. Whilst Dave has gone to the other room to get this, yeah, I don't think any of you might have seen this. You might have seen it on a post or something. Um, but whilst Dave is going to find that, if you do have any questions, 
because um, again, Dave had all these questions at the beginning. If you have any questions at all, do post them in the comments because then we can. Uh, we've got Rosie and also uh, Fee as well. They'll be creating yeah. the questions, firing them to us. We've already got about 25, 30 questions already. So it is going to be it's going to be a busy one today, but it's going to be great. Um, and yeah, drop your questions in the comments, and we can we can tackle them. Dave, what have we got yeah. for us? So basically, when yeah. we um, it's like a pirate map, man. I know. Well, <laughs> when I, when I went and met Andy um, after that message, yeah. um, we met in a cafe in Cardiff, and we just had a couple of cups of coffee, some mm -hmm. food, and we talked about what equipment I needed. And now, if any of you guys have downloaded the guides or anything like that, this is actually the very first one. And so that's my messy handwriting there. Um, and that's the back of a receipt because it was the only paper we could ask for. Um, and I'll read it out for you. We've got Turkish okay. Airlines, Andy recommended, um, October Trek to see the, um, the Rimdu Festival, yeah, yeah. Um, Dame Jacket, Rab, you know, it's, it's all there. Mm. But this lived in my wallet. Um, and I used to pull it out when I was in, you know, outdoor shops and um you know have a look at it and kind of tick things off and then it stayed in my wallet for about three three and a half years yeah and one day i was just going through my wallet and i found this and i thought you know what i'm gonna frame it and give it to andy um for christmas Thanks, man. I like um that. yeah you can have it back yeah yes! so this is uh yeah so that was uh, <laughs> that was brilliant that was a gift i got i just framed it stuck mm. it on there and gave it to andy because i thought it's the first ever it's like an artifact that it's, you know it's quite funny because um yeah tina asks uh, and I've, obviously it's, it's back to front sorry kim i know it's because we're mirrored you want to make sure we're in the right place right um but yeah it is mirrored but yeah unfortunately the boots were slightly different this time they weren't mandel boutans um if you if this is your first live and you haven't heard of those we are very big fans of mandel boots um, yeah as well as loads of others you know we all, we've done a lot of different lives over the over the last couple of years um, which we started doing these uh, during the, the very first lockdown. Um, you know, we couldn't go traveling. Wow, crazy days. Um, and yeah, uh, lots of people have, were asked about, okay, you know, what about, what type of boots do I need? You know, what types of socks do I, I wear, uh, do, do you need? And then even if you're Joel, and what is it he said here? What, uh, what type of undercrackers do you, uh, were discussed? Undercrackers. Undercrackers, love it, love yeah. it, love it. I think that was actually, sorry, Joel, Jane. It's usually Joel while I'm here, but that's Jane. Um, yeah. You know, and we'll definitely delve deep into that, <laughs> as Jane says on there. But yeah, it's anyway, right. I know we're digressing now, but we wanted to, to kind of preamble what we're about to talk about. And today is all about Everest Base Camp, is all about Nepal, um, you know, because it, it does mean so much to us. And obviously it's very relevant at the moment with with the competition. So, yeah, with, with Base Camp then, I mean, okay, Dave, we, we've had a lot of questions here. We've probably got about 25, 30 now. Yeah. More coming in. What would you say would be the biggest thing then going to ever space camp? Like it was on your mind, for instance. What, what was it? Was it about the my the fitness maybe or equipment? What, what, what would you say? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that I the biggest single concern that I had was about my probably my physical ability okay. and my mental ability to be able to do it. Yeah. And there's a lot of things wrapped up in that, but ultimately the question is, can I do Everest Space Camp? That's a lot of, because you don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. what you don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of unknowns when you go to high altitude, for instance, high altitude sickness. How is my body going to react? Um, mm. You know, how how is the altitude going to affect my fitness? You know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm fit enough to do it now at sea level, but take the altitude into equation, do I have to be, you know, and yeah. it, it's all, it's very hard to kind of pinpoint a lot of those questions down. But one thing that, I realized is that there's only one way to find out for a start. Yeah. And that's by going and doing it. 
by going and doing it, I realized the answer to the question, which is, I think anybody can go to Everest Base Camp. I, I genuinely believe yeah. that. There are some people who can <clears throat> roll off the sofa, not do any training for years and get there. Yeah. Um, and certainly that probably makes it a tougher challenge. And then there are um, really, really fit people that can go out there and, you know, have a more enjoyable time. But I find they need to rein in their sort yeah. of competitive nature and make sure you go slow. So anybody can go there depending on you know your physical condition your mindset there are different challenges posed by Everest Base Camp yeah but fundamentally I think that yeah anybody can go there but my biggest concern before I went there was what if I don't make it and and so having come back then so you, you, you've obviously been there more than once now yeah and that was a big question in the beginning what was your uh, kind of answer to that once you've done it like for instance what was it that you were like okay now I know what it takes to do it yeah what would i say to someone else who had okay so specifically what yeah. i would recommend so i think there's two sides to the everest base camp trek it's not like um just going up and down say snowden which you can associate with just a physical challenge yeah, yeah. everest base camp takes place over 11 days um so it's continuous trekking gaining altitude each day um so there's a mental part of it that plays into it as well so the first thing i would say is in terms of physical fitness the fitter you are the easier it is, yeah. um, the healthier you'll feel during the trek and the less exhausted you'll feel. And those people tend to get every single bit of enjoyment out of the trip. Exactly. So I do recommend building some physical fitness. It, you don't have to be able to run a marathon. I think strength and endurance yeah. training is absolutely key. Um, it's not all about cardio. I think doing some squats, the Stairmaster, cycling is one big thing for me. Yeah. It really does help build endurance in your legs and keeps them going even when they're tired. But the other thing is mindset as well, which I know is one thing Andy was super keen on yeah. and impressed upon me when I went there was, you know, there will be some moments perhaps where you want to turn back, Yeah. you know, where it's tough, where you've woken up with a terrible headache because of altitude and you'll not feel like continuing on that day. Um, but it's about remembering why you started yeah. pushing forward, relying on the, the help and expertise of your guides to know that it's safe and searching for that adventure. And I, I gotta be honest, some of the most epic high five moments have been when I've had some struggles, you know? Yeah. When I've made it there and I've done trips that I thought, you know what, that was a lot easier than I actually thought. It's like, oh, okay, that was good. When I've really had to grind for something, you know, yeah. and when you get there, yeah, it it really, yeah, it's really worthwhile. It's, um, Dave, it's great, it's great you talk about it, yeah. And there's it, so many things that throw through, through my mind, you know, just, just flow in and, Initially, yeah, because it comes down to fitness, you know, is, 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 is big. It can help. But as Dave said, you know, you don't have to be Superman. You have to be Wonder Woman to, to trek to Everest Space Camp. The fitter you are, the more enjoyable journey you'll have. Yeah. But it's it comes down to whether, how much you want it, um, how much you actually want to do this thing. Um, you know, you could be raising money for charity. We get a lot of ever trekkers who do that, which is awesome. Um, they could be doing it for maybe personal pride. You know, maybe it's something that you've it's been on your bucket list for years and it's been there, but you don't know... You didn't know actually how much you wanted it and now maybe you've got the time maybe yeah you know the dollars as well you know you think okay i've got i've got the capacity to do it and that's for us to kind of help you and that's what we're here to do is to kind of help you on that journey to tell you yes it can be done um age is certainly not a barrier i've seen a lot of comments here yeah certain ages coming in i know a lot of questions around age we've had people in their 60s we've had a 74 year old male um great guy called alan who reached um everest base camp and a guy I trekked with you called Dave. Yeah. And, you know, in, in their in their early 70s, who've made Everest Base Camp. Now, I'm not going to say it was easy for them, but what I will say is that they did it. 
because they really wanted to go. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not one of those things that you can kind of say, oh, yeah, I want to do that. And, you know, and then you, you, you kind of you don't take it seriously. You have to take it seriously at high altitude. It's inherently dangerous place, but it's managed danger. We always talk about the difference between yeah. unmanaged and, and managed danger. There's certain things that we do that, you know, a lot of trekking companies do, which, you know, and uh, there's a lot out there. We we kind of always go the longest route because acclimatization is key. Yeah. So we talk about things like hydration, which is like the number one reason um, when it comes to hydration, you know, people get altitude issues. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you listen to the advice of, right, okay, you drink a certain amount of water a day, you know, we usually go for three to four liters of water. You listen to your guide around pace. So we don't want you run it off. We want you to take your time. Yeah. You know, you go with, the, you know, some people say, oh, what happens if I slow people down? I'm like, great. You're going to be acclimatizing way better than the fast person at the front. John, who was on here last week, um, he'd be, I don't know if you had a chat about it, but, yeah, you yeah. know, in the first trip, on the first couple of days, he was nailing it. And we're like, he had headaches and he was suffering. We were like, right, today, John, you're going to go at the back. And then he, uh, you know, he had a far more enjoyable experience because then he acclimatized better. Yeah. And it really does come down to those things. Um, you know, th these basic things, you know, pace, you know, hydration, listening to your guide. And then what Dave sort of talked about earlier was around mindset. And what, I think what he means is, you know, when, when you're going on these things, instead of thinking like altitude, 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 worrying about all the little things, just remember why you're there. Remember what you're yeah. there to do. Remember you're there to enjoy yourself as much as you can. Obviously, uh, you know, if, if, if it's like anything. If you if you think about something all the time, so much it's going to happen, right? So let's 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 start to to feel a bit more positively about what yeah. you're doing, because there will be challenges. There will be times where you go, oh, I can't do this, and you know, I've had friends and family who've been on the same trip, and you know, they, uh, you know, they, um, my sister um, Jamie, you know, we were on the Everest Base Camp 2018, and after a few days, you know, I'm sure mind me saying, but she was in tears. I, you know, she was finding it difficult. Yeah, but she battled on um you know and she listened to the guide and she reached every space camp wasn't easy for her but now we talk about it and she's like remember those i can't wait to go back and you know it's a great memory but she found it hard but if it was easy everyone would do it yeah exactly i mean you know one one of the things you always you, you, perhaps one of the things you hear is oh it's very crowded at base camp well no yeah. it's, it's all relative it's not disneyland you know disneyland yeah, yeah. is easy and i'm not by the way i love disneyland one of the best holidays out of my entire life but it's it's a different type of mindset to go on a trip like Everest Base Camp, and you are right finding that inner grit. And I I can hear a lot of people talking about the charities and things like that. Exactly, remembering why you started is a, is a big is a yeah. big thing because very few people end up at Everest Base Camp on a whim, having never thought about it before. Yeah. There's usually a drive that could be a lust for adventure. It could be um you know stories told as a child. It could be that yeah. if you're using it as a platform to raise money and awareness for a cause very dear to your heart. Yeah. All of those things, uh, you know, what we say, train the muscle between the ears. Keeping focus of that really does yeah. make a big difference. And um, and yeah, you made a good point there about, you know, the the pace and things like that, going yeah. slow and enjoying it as well. Actually, I find that, you know, when this is the one thing when people are really fit and they're really competitive, they do tend to struggle perhaps a little bit more than the uh, the people who are less fit as you get higher. Yeah. But one of the things I found really good, and I've learned this from, because I've done quite a lot of treks with sort of either ex-servicemen, ex-army, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Those guys have usually got the attitude that the strongest hang at the back with the weakest, you know? And I, I yeah, don't that's, use, that's, that's I, true, actually, not yeah. necessarily strongest or weakest, but you get my point, right? Yeah, Which yeah. is the slowest members of the group, the ones that are perhaps the least fit, 
are perhaps the ones that would benefit the most from the strongest guys being around them, yeah. having a chat. And, and and it's not like, come on, I'm let's get you up. It's more just, <laughs> it's just, it's banter. You're having yeah. a laugh. It's conversation, you know, and you just help the day go and you have fun. And I actually, you know, I've learned a lot from those guys and they're often great trekkers. And I try and put that message out there as well. Learn from osmosis, as you call it, Dave. Yeah. yeah. Um, but look, yeah, so... Obviously, a lot of you are on here as well. You know, as we said earlier in the live, you know, we, we got to announce the winner um, of the Everest Space Camp trip. But I want to I want to take on all these questions because we've got a lot of questions. We'll try and get through them as quick as we can. Yeah. And then what we'll do is then once we, we sort of tackle the questions, um, about another 20, 25 minutes. So we'll, we'll announce the winner of the Everest Space Camp trip. Yeah. Um, you know, which we've got over to our right here. Good morning. We're going to keep the camera nice and central. I know. There it is. So there's the winner. There. <laughs> That's not accidentally. It feels a bit unfair. I know, I know, I know, it does, it does. but I'm, I'm still very excited to, <laughs> to let this person know. Um, I think we might have to try and blast through some of these I questions a, a yeah, little yeah. quick. So ordinarily, um, hopefully all of you guys that have tuned in for the first yeah. time are going to come back to us as well. And um, quite often we have far more um, relaxed Q&A going yeah. on. But I think we might have to go quite quick today because there's quite a lot um let's do it then dave let's do it so we yeah. got we got a few from i mean rosie started it off because i think it's uh from earlier on um again first one classic jeff uh, uh jeffrey cordell uh, is there an upper age, age limit is it more of a fitness and one's ability to do the climb yeah as i mentioned before there's, there's no upper age limit at all you know i've seen people in their 60s and 70s who are far more driven far more uh, fitter than people in their 40s and 50s just depends on the individual you know if you if you if you if you're out if you're walking um you know even if you're if you're not into your kind of trekking and things but you know if you were out say get out a couple of times a month and do a four to six hour trek um you know it could be the bracken beacons the lake district the peak district maybe you're tackling some monroes up in scotland you know we got a lot of customers in the uk we've got a lot of customers around the world and depends where you are it's just about getting out put a pack on your back doing some miles getting comfortable with walking because when you go into every space camp there's no technical experience needed. It's all walking. Yeah. Um, you don't need any crampons or ice axe or ropes, nothing like that at all. It's, it's, it's a well-trodden route from, from, from the Sherpas who live up there um, and the families and the villages. And, you know, they, there's a lot of donkey trains, yak trains, you know, people carrying stuff. Um, you know, people are living in the Kumbu region, yeah. uh, which is where Everest lies. I've so, just spotted Marika's on here, by the way, as well. Marika, the, the previous winner. I was going to say I've spotted a few. I, 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 well, I like how Marika said I didn't enter this one. That's very kind of you. <laughs> I'd have entered Marika it. Legends. I would have won. I would have gone for a second one. Oh, um, it's great to see you on here, Marika, yeah. um, and especially Kate. And I think I saw Paula Reed as well. So we got we got three previous winners um, of this, which is amazing. Um, yeah. So I hope that answers your, your question, Jeff. Uh, you know, Jeffrey, in terms of you know age limit, mate, and you know if you want to talk about uh, that as well um you know have a maybe personal conversation don't forget to drop us an email as well info at evertrek.co.uk and one of the team can can look to sort that out for you if you don't win the competition of course there yeah. she is there's kate yeah kate hope awesome. life is treating you well kate so we have the pleasure of trekking with kate back in 2019 she's an absolute legend yep um battled on didn't you kate you loved it reached every space camp yeah, she smashed it. it, smashed it. Um, so Devang, yeah. um, uh, Devang Valand has asked, wanted to know about the tea houses, what the facilities are like, what's available, are there Western style toilets, hot showers, do you need sleeping bags? So the tea houses are pretty basic, I'm not going to lie. Um, pretty much everything in the Kumbu region is relatively basic. There is levels to this, there are some more luxurious lodges. Um, we tend to use the same uh, set of lodges pretty much for our trip yeah. and we support those guys um so yeah they are pretty basic don't expect luxury by any stretch 
Um, still pretty good for where we are, though, aren't we? You know, in terms yeah, of, you know. It's, all, yeah, it's all relative. <laughs> you know, it's not a hole in the ground. Yeah, you know, well, as you get higher, it certainly gets more busy, yeah. right? Um, but uh, there are Western-style toilets as well. There's usually a mix between the, you know, the long drops and the Western-style toilets. But yeah. um, my dad came with me twice, and he refuses to use a long drop. So he, he, he if, you, if you know where to look, there's the there there. Yeah. Um, hot showers. There are particularly in Namshi Bazaar. There's some hot showers. There may be some hot showers in some of the other lodges. Personally, I recommend you know probably having one shower. If that, and then bringing wet wipes and bringing all the you bring the wet wipes back down with you afterwards, dispose of them. Um, only because as you go higher and higher, the higher altitude, the cold. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, you know you're not going to find like a you know a travel lodge up there with that type of you know heated rail and stuff like that. Um, and yes, you will hundred percent definitely need a sleeping bag. Yeah. Um, for those of you that are considering going, if you we know that the most expensive items are like your down jacket, your down sleeping bag, and things like that um if you book on to uh one of our nepal trips you do get free rental of those as well so the team can outfit you with a, a down jacket and a sleeping bag that will uh do for the trip nice yeah it's um it's certainly you know we get a lot of questions about facilities and dave put it in a nutshell there you know it's very basic um but that's all part of the adventure you know it is um you've got to remember sometimes where you go and you go into a, a remote region of, of the himalayas um but it's it's certainly fun when you're up there and uh, after a, a few days, you know, you might have, uh, you know, one or two hot showers on the trip. It depends on the weather because a lot of the um, showers are solar heated um, and not all the tea houses have them. But you all smell the same in the end. You mm. know, no one smells any different. Yeah. The, the, amb <laughs> the ambient smell in the room uh, never rises above you. You know, <laughs> yeah, it all exactly. kind of mixes. But, um, yeah, no, but to be honest, uh, again, it, it is basic. There aren't luxuries. Yeah. I generally go on these trips not expecting to shower till I get back. Um, uh, not back to the UK, back, back down say, from altitude. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, we got Ryan Hansen. What's the best way to support locals along the EBC route? We've done it. To, uh, it's basically been tough over the past two years. Yeah, mate, Ryan. I can't lie. Um, you know, it's been a very difficult couple of years for Nepal, as it has for a lot of countries that we operate in. You know, Tanzania, another another important one for us, um, as well as you know a lot of countries. Uh, you know, North Africa, uh, South America. But Nepal has had it hard, you know, um, because the restrictions are much like the UK. I mean, so for me, you know, there's always there's, it's probably, you know, a dozen ways we could we could all help the locals. You know, like we've had some customers um, like Karen, who's, who's leaving um, next few days. One of our trekkers going to have a space camp. She wanted to take some stuff for the kids, which was amazing. But to actually support the locals is to just go there and, you know, buy because we only use local guides local support we don't we don't use western leaders on the mountain um and we kind of that's important to us because then the money goes directly into the local communities and you know by the porters we use by the guides we use the assistant guides you know by the tea houses we operate in by the coffee shops we visit the souvenir shops that are in these little villages yeah you know by stopping there and, and saying hello and using them that's how you support them um you know it's just by going back there you know because I remember listening to an interview. I think it was um, Kenton Cool, actually. He'd just come back from an Everest summit, and he got a bit of flack for it. But one thing, he, uh, you know, I, I sort of heard him. He was chatting to a journalist, and this journalist and him had been out there. And they got quite emotional because they were actually seeing the people, you know, on the ground. They were like, we're the only, you know, they told him, you, you're the only people I've seen today. And it's like two in the afternoon, you know, which is, and, and you know, in terms of the business, that's their livelihood. I mean, they're survivors. There's one thing that can be said about, you know, Nepalese. They're blimmin survivors you know but it's been tough 
Yeah. So yeah, in a nutshell, because I, I know we got a lot to go into today, and I probably do a whole live on this. But you know, the best way to go out there, uh, sorry, the best way to support them is to go out there. Yeah. And um, just to yeah, just to enjoy enjoy their um, their company uh, and use their services. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Just yeah. getting them back in business. That's what they want to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, another question coming in now. So Ryan Hansen uh, on the live, I believe. What's the best? Uh, no, you've <coughs> excuse about me, one, didn't you? You know, I love going backwards. I know, mate. Uh, so Rich has asked, Rich, yeah. uh, "What's the yeah. uh, risk of getting high altitude sickness when trekking to Everest Base Camp?" So there is a risk of getting high altitude sickness um an altitude uh ams as we call it acute mountain sickness whenever you go sort of you know approach it sort of three thousand meters and above you know it, it's where the risk starts to happen um i'll be honest with you it is very you know we know what we're doing the guides know how to recognize it and the entire trip has been designed yeah. to avoid that possibility of happening so we the whole trip to everest base camp is 11 days it's eight days to get to everest base camp but only three to get back yeah. The reason why that is, is because we gain our altitude very gradually. There are two points along the trek where we actually stop and stay there overnight and the next night um, in order yeah. to acclimatize. We use the climb high, sleep low motto. So we'll stop at a point. The next day we'll go on a high hike and then we'll come back down, stay the night and then go up again. Um, and also there's the mountain rules as well when you're trekking at altitude. Trek slowly, yeah. drink plenty of water um and basically look after your health by eating and sleeping as much as you can guaranteed yeah. some of that will be disturbed you know you'll lose your altitude you'll find you lose your appetite you'll yeah. find it difficult to sleep on certain occasions um but the guides over there won't be monitoring we'll be checking blood oxygen levels which is an indication along with lots of other symptoms i will say that overall we've probably got a 95 percent plus rate of Easy. people that book onto our trips yeah and successfully get to EBC and back. And that's across all spectrums of people yeah. from, um, you know, uh, Ironman triathletes yeah. all the way down to couch potatoes, um, you know, who have basically done zero training. It's pretty even across the board. Yeah. Um, and there is obviously, yeah, 5%, which make which don't get to EBC, but a lot of that as well can be rolling an ankle. It can be yeah. picking up. I mean, probably the most common one I'd say, and is a stomach bug. Yeah it's, yeah, it's ironic. We had a customer this week, um, you know, who had to go down because, um, you know, he had pretty much some dodgy stuff going on in his stomach. You know, rare, because it, it, it does happen because you're in, you know, part of the world that you can get a dicky belly, you know, it, and that just sucks the life out of you. Um, whereas it's the altitude sometimes that, um, you know, because we talk about altitude so much, and I kind of think people are educated enough now to manage it, you know, if, if you've been part of our community for that long, you know, we're, we're always... We do sound like a broken record, but it bloody works. Um, but you, you can't do anything about a dodgy belly. You know, you can't do anything. You, you can get unlucky. Um, but we hope that whatever happens, you 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 kind of have an awesome time. But yeah, with the altitude stuff, you know, we we've, we've got a lot of, um, you know, we 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 did because uh, we've got the Mountain Malarkey podcast, and I think it was like episode two or three. If you go on Spotify or, or iTunes, um, just Google, uh, just search Mountain Malarkey. I think there's an episode called the five percent that don't make it. Um, I think it was Doug, your dad, who had been to uh, Everest region twice, successfully the second time, although it was very, very pretty close. Well, well, yeah, he's done basically uh, 1.8 times. <laughs> 1.8 times. 1.8 times, we say. But, he, um, but in there, I think he talks about the things he'd learned, you know, in terms of, okay, the first time and then the second time. Yeah. Highly recommend you watch that, mate. Um, uh, sorry, listen to that. Um, and also check out some of our previous um, Tuesday tune-ins that are all about altitude. Because sometimes we only talk, like we've done one all about water, about hydration. We've done 
some that we've done one literally on pace we've even done one just about socks so, yeah you know uh yeah we, we like to narrow it down sometimes what we talk about yeah um right darren has asked in terms of spending money what would you suggest is a decent amount to take with you so going to nepal it completely depends on you i mean pretty much you know your food and drinks covered um you know in terms of the basic stuff but if you want things like you know beers you want to buy some souvenirs um you know in terms of spending money for stuff maybe take a couple of hundred pounds um i think that, that that'll get you quite far i mean there's atms in Kathmandu. also there's atms on some of the mountain villages none above namche bazaar so namche bazaar is pretty much a second day you do spend two nights there up and one on the way back so there's a chance to get some money but don't always rely on it because you know we've had power cuts up there we've had bad weather and we're not able to get it and we're like oh geez i want to you know we're like, gotta get some tips for the guides and stuff um you know i want some spending money because i want to go to the irish bar you know you want to make sure you do that on the way down but yeah you want to go to the irish bar yep. um yeah so I, you know you won't go far wrong with a couple of hundred pounds you can exchange it in Kathmandu, or a lot of people now they just go out there and they just withdraw the actual nepalese rupee from the atm that's what i do it's the easiest way sometimes you, you, you know? pay a little bit more of a charge yeah. perhaps than you would on an exchange yeah. rate but you're, you're talking you know yeah it, it, it's some pounds not some tens <coughs> of pounds um yes yeah, Stuart yeah. Whitehouse quite uh, in, uh quite a lot answering this one yeah. uh what's your personal highlights and lowlights of the EBC trek yeah um and uh what top tips would you have for anyone doing the trip uh oof, that's a that's a, a biggie that's almost like a whole live I know itself, I was gonna isn't say. It? Like the, the, <laughs> okay so the low point I'll get it out of the way is the uh the outside toilet in Gorekshire yes um you know it's um it's a dark place man it's a dark <laughs> place um they don't go in there no well well i, I mean I, <laughs> don't go down there at least no i mean it's just um yeah it's like mordor that place yeah the very air you <laughs> breathe is a poisonous fume <laughs> but um uh the highlights wow um i mean i could give a kind of wishy-washy answer and say do you know what just do you... one one your, your top highlight then just just because of time go on i do you know what i, I i'm gonna get i'm gonna cause dead air because what, what's yours um the group i love trekking with people i love the seeing people when they get to Everest base camp and they're emotional they're crying all that hard work um in that in that one moment makes it all worth it yeah that's my highlight me <laughs> i think i love the simplicity of yeah. what trekking in the himalayas actually represents yeah you know uh so it's a break from day-to-day -day life where your only job is to go from a to b yeah and they've made it really easy by giving you some of the most beautiful scenery in the world yeah so i love it i remember saying to uh, my friend billy who i went with first time round, um that when i came back and i put my rucksack on after a couple of weeks and i was like oh that feels good you know <laughs> yeah, and yeah, i never yeah. thought i'd say it felt good to put it yeah. on but it just reminded me of what it felt like to kind of do that so that that's probably it for me nice uh minimum age everest trek so yeah if you're under 18 you know you, you you do have to go with an adult we have taken people under 18 we've got people who are actually because what we like to do is say we don't want to draw a line and say right you're not allowed we've seen people who are you know 12 years old out on the everest base camp trip um but they're actually 12 year olds who are you know they're out regularly they're fit they're you know they're very you know i know some 12 year olds who are just into computers and like to play call of duty which is all good but then you know they're probably not going to make it to everest base camp so it depends on on the age uh or, or sorry on the actual um you know person i'd say definitely sort of drops a message you know if if there's you know if you've got someone in mind you've got a kid and, and you're like right they really want to go to everest like we've got uh leah 
um, who's come with us. Uh, I believe she's 13 or 14. I think Dave Dave Remington's on the line. You'll be able to clarify. Leah's Everest. Check Leah's it out. Everest. Hashtag Leah's Everest. She's uh, raising money for charity. She's awesome. Awesome person. And, um, you know, yeah, is out all the time. Is taking it seriously. And 100% will get there. She's you know, very determined. You know, so it depends on, on, on I say child, you know, teenager. But it depends on the person. Um, you know, but if you want to have a, a more sort of personal chat and, you know, we can chat with one of the team. Um, you know, we can work out, okay, let's look at a date first because, you know, most people book like a year or two in advance. So you've got a bit of time then to get them prepped. Um, but yeah, so just, just turn 13. <clears throat> 13. Okay, yeah, I'm nice. out of water. I just turned 13. <laughs> you've run out of breath, mate. So I just, Why I don't you have I, some of mine? I just, get, I just get choked up. Right, while you're drinking. Uh, Nigel, I've heard the garlic soup is very good for health of altitude sickness. Yeah, so the local Sherpas, they do love, um, and they do have that garlic uh, helps with altitude it helps with well it helps with a lot of things doesn't it with you know high garlic diet helps with keep a lot of things at bay and yeah for some reason it helps with altitude even if psychologically it just helps it helps yeah um you know but if there's if you do really suffer with it you know some of our guides they've been trekking and doing this you know guiding since you know the mid 90s we've we got people who were on for instance um uh, everest uh, expeditions in 1996 um nima i think which was one of your guys yeah and you know they're far, very experienced at managing how you're feeling you know there's ways you can do that through you know it's not like a switch it doesn't just, just do it they'll spot things that happen to you you'll be losing your appetite you might be a bit grouchy you might not be sleeping very well you might have a headache uh, you might be slowing down uh, you might be just like towering you know there's a lot of, lot of signals that's happening but there's things you can do you know obviously yeah. we can go slow we can up your hydration levels we can look at you know your actual um your oxygen levels as well but also we, we use Diamox, so all of our guides carry it. Um, there's, you know, the, we obviously always recommend speaking to a travel, um, uh, you know, travel medic or a or your GP. But, you know, our guides do carry it. So, um, you know, if you are really struggling, we've had a lot of customers, I've had family members, friends who have used it before. Absolute game changer. Yeah. We've done lives all about Diamox. Um, highly recommend you watch those. There's a guide as that's, well that's um, been written. So I think uh, you yeah. can post that in. Nice. Do, yeah, you know what I'm, do you know what I'm wondering, And Go on. Should we do it? Uh, and then come back to questions? We can do. Let's have a little look. We've got... Let's have a look. Uh, let's do five more questions each. All right. Okay. Five more let's each. Let's do it quick. Like, I'm, do it. Too, I'm just too excited, And I know you are. Um, no, I can tell. I can tell. Okay. So a uh, quick question I've got here yeah. from... Uh, where is it? Okay. Tommy, do you think yeah. mental strength is as important as physical strength when climbing uh such a uh okay, well climbing do your uh, quote yeah i think that um yes i think getting to every space camp is pretty much 90 percent mental and the rest mental um <laughs> but but also 100%. i would but also one thing i want to just clarify yeah, yeah, as well yeah. is that when i say mental strength i don't necessarily mean that someone who perhaps has suffers from anxiety can't do it or anything like that what i <coughs> mean me. it's more about having yeah. the mountain mindset we like to call it yeah um which is you know being up for a challenge, rolling with the punches, adapting when things to quite, uh, quite don't go your way or things change because it is adventure travel. Not everything runs on a script. Things do change unexpectedly, and it's being yeah. able to say, "Okay, great. So how do we get? How do we move? How do we get past that? How do we get over that challenge?" Um, and it's that type of attitude, I think, that you know, that um, is what we talk about when we talk about maintaining mindset, being up for the challenge. And I think yeah. if you go there worried and anxious. And afraid then the when going when the going gets tough things can get tough for you then and no amount of physical strength can overcome that so i yeah. do think it is as as important 
Um, uh, but yeah, Nigel Wallace, uh, I've also heard that Diamox makes you pee like a horse. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> it is a bit of a, a, a kind of, was it diuretic? So yeah, you've got to drink more water then to, to kind of counter that, but it does help. Um, just um, from experience, I know there's a lot of opinions out there. Actually, my opinion changed very early on. I used to be very anti-Diamox. Once I actually saw that it was helping hundreds of our Evertrackers um, who were taking it and seeing how that how it completely changes their trip, now I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, I've, I've taken like half a pill in in my uh, history of trekking at altitude, so I can't say I've personally used it a lot, but I know family, friends, they've only used it once. Yep. You know, it's... It's an absolute game changer it really is um but we always as, as always guys as, as professional training company do have, seek med medical advice if if you want the sort of professional advice on it yeah um for medical uh professional um yeah what tips do you have for altitude training prep yeah because i saw a few questions i'd like to tackle it um again training is a biggie but literally as i said earlier it's not technical it's just walking the more training you'll do you'll have a better time but like i said earlier don't think you have to train like a beast you can don't get injured, taping it off at least two to three weeks, maybe sort of, okay, two weeks before you go. Yeah. But really, you know, we, we've, um, I don't know if you watched the live we did with the Altitude Center, the back end of last year. Um, they're based in London. Highly recommend you watch that live. Fee or Rosie, if you could share that live onto here for everyone, that'd be really useful. Yeah. Just because it does give you a lot more information. Um, and I don't think you have to go, like, we, we've got a great relationship with the Altitude Center. Highly recommend. They do personalized training plans. Obviously, you can go to them. They've got like a pressurized training environment there that can help. But from experience, you know, don't think you have to do that to succeed. You can do it and it will help. But actually just listening to your guy, just drinking the right amount of water, you know, going out there, having a good time, doing training before, which the altitude said it can help. That's, you know, the, the tried and tested method works for I would say you know, as well, customers. pressurized as in there's a chamber that replicates altitude replicates, yeah yeah not a drill master stood next to you going come on andy get down there like that type of thing. exactly yeah, yeah. It's slightly different um michael casey's asked how different is acclimatization on everest space camp trek from kilimanjaro um i would say everest space camps a more gentle acclim yeah, yeah. um acclimatization process so um when you're acclimatizing on kilimanjaro because yeah. it is what it is it's just a mountain you go from the bottom to the top and it is epic and awesome yeah but there's not a lot of opportunity for going to one village and coming back down to another one like we do on Everest Base Camp so yeah um I actually found Kilimanjaro to be more of an abrupt acclimatization <coughs> we still do Kili the long way so we still take um the longest route to get yeah. up there to ensure good climatization um but yeah I would say EBC is more gentle and allows you to acclimatize more gradually yeah um than Kilimanjaro yeah nice dave nice um again i'm 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 sort of speeding on here because i i'm conscious we want to we've got about 10 12 minutes left um obviously it won't be long we'll be doing the i know a lot of you keen to find out who who's winning uh who, who will win um but right a couple of questions who, who has one who has one uh gabriella <laughs> asked about food meat things like that um yeah so when you are on the everest base camp trip or any any trek at uh, high altitude in nepal um, because their power isn't always guaranteed, the refrigeration of meat is is not always guaranteed. So we always say, you know, it's kind of a vegetarian diet, really, when you're in the mountains. Um, you know, once you're in Kathmandu, Kathmandu is fine. Um, you know, it's fine. But, you know, if you're heading to Everest Base Camp, you know, if you do Island Peak, Mera Peak, um, maybe what some of the high pass is, because we have a few different routes to go to Everest, not just the classic route, the other routes, which is a little bit harder. Um, or if you go into another region of the pool, like the Annapurna region, a beautiful place. Um, we've got a couple of different routes there. Um, 
the same goes for all of that. Like essentially, yes, it, you know, we go veggie. I mean, I'm a meat eater myself, um, you know, uh, but I, when I'm on a trek, I, I go veggie and it's quite nice actually. Um, I should really kind of maybe try and replicate that in normal life, but I just like me. But anyway, uh, personal choice, guys. But whatever, when you're on a trek, we, we highly recommend you go uh, obviously veggie. But then again, we've seen people eat meat at altitude. I mean, some of them, you know, we, was it you said, say, we don't want to be the company that told you so. But what a good guy um, who was with us actually got very uh, Baza. Baza Yeah, well, when he was, <laughs> yeah, we advise at the very minimum a vegetarian diet and no alcohol whilst you're going up. When you come back down to Namshire, if you want to have a few beers, that's fine. But I also also warn you that probably the longest and one of the toughest days is the very last day. Yeah. So letting it all out in Namshire and then being hungover on that day would be a mistake. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, after the end of the first day, I caught up with him and he was eating the chicken burger that he got in the lodge. And I was like, <laughs> I remember that. And I was, I was like, like, mate, wow. I, you know, we're not not your parents. You know, you can make your own choices in life. And then um, let's just say he made it to EBC, but perhaps. He left quite a lot of himself along that trail, I think. <laughs> um, brilliant. brilliant. Uh, Jishu has asked, uh, yeah. flight price to Nepal has exponentially increased in November, December. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's because of the Russian-Ukraine crisis? Will it come down, do you feel? Um, to be honest, I'm not sure if it, if it is related to that. Um, certainly, I mean, that, that may have an effect. I suppose, you know, planes got to run on fuel and that's going up for everyone. So maybe that might have a knock-on effect. Honestly, I think part of what this is now is that there is, um, and we talked about it before, um, a few months ago and even a year ago about planning now for when you need to go because yeah. there is going to be a rush and there is going to be far more traffic going which means they've got to run more planes which <coughs> means that you know sadly prices can go up um yeah i think they will go back down again yeah. generally speaking if you book if you book your trip about a year in advance and you book your flights about a year in advance yeah. you'll get the best possible price but the prices do fluctuate i've flown to Kathmandu for 350 quid return and it's cost me about 1500 return in other ways yeah. um so and that was my fault um for not being you know on it with the with the flight booking but yeah better year in advance you should yeah nice it's um certainly one of those that i think at the moment the whole industry i think travel as a whole not just event travel and not just trekking i think it's um you know that the, the, the airlines are finding their feet um at the moment you know in terms of filling flights in terms of how many do we need you know i think once there's you know give it another sort of six 12 months i think it'll it'll level out a bit more and we'll have a bit more you know because the way it used to be um used to know that okay if i book my flight to nepal i know that nine to ten months before my trip i'll be able to get it for say four or five hundred quid at the moment it's about 700 you know, it, it has fluctuated a lot. It's a good point um, there. Apparently, there's um there's a football tournament on um that might have affected flights oh, to the, the Middle East. Footy. Yeah, that's that's very true. Actually, we didn't think about that. Yeah, but the um yeah, it, obviously there, there's always things going on that um can yeah, affect uh, flights. Yeah, including um, World Cups, uh, different things like that. So, but there are other ways. Like I, I remember the first time I went to Nepal, I used Turkish Airlines. Um, I used Air India. You know, there, there's lots of ways you can get there. I mean, we, we quite like using Qatar Airlines now, but like I said, Qatar, there is a World Cup due. Mm. It will be more expensive. So, yeah, do factor that in when you're looking at flights. Yep. Or just go six months after the World Cup, be a bit cheaper, right? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, there's been a couple of questions about insurance on here okay, from a few nice. different people. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it is a stipulation of the trip that you do have um, specialised in insurance, not just travel insurance, but um, insurance that covers you for helicopter evacuation up to around 6,000 metres. Highest altitude you'll reach um, on an Everest Base Camp trek is 5,550, which is the top of Kalabatar. Yeah. Um, there are companies like True Traveller, Campbell Irving, Big Cat, 
Um, those are three that spring to mind that do offer cover for trekking in Nepal. Be specific about what you're doing. You're trekking in Nepal. You go into Everest Base Camp. The highest altitude you need is, um, yeah, 600 uh uh, uh, 6,000 meters. Nice, nice. Just someone getting a little bonus in there. Thought I'd uh, stop it, but there we are. <laughs> uh, always fun. Um, but right, yeah, with with the trip then. So, you know, I think, what was it now? What are we looking at? Uh, 123. So I reckon we should announce the winning now. I think I think we've answered a lot of questions. What we will do, because what, what I'd like to, I want to go through these and, and try and answer as much as we can, kind of off, off, off the live we can, because I think we've still got another... 20 or 30 we questions. Could, we could do an hour more. Um, what we will do, we'll announce the winner because we, we want to get, you know, we realise a lot of people have joined today and, and yeah, we want to, um, obviously, you know, if, if you are if you are the winner, we uh, and we hope you're on the live, um, but if you're not, we'll, we'll drop uh, an email, um, you know, we'll send a little Facebook message, we'll get in touch with you anyway. Um, for everyone else, though, if you haven't, um, obviously, if, if you're not the winner, because we had uh, almost 12,000 entries this time, which is uh, amazing. Um, you know, so we realized, you know, that the odds obviously a little bit lower, um, than, than, than most, uh, yeah. But if you've been on, uh, one of our, um, kind of competitions before, there are some runner up prizes that we do like to give, um, to give out for, for people as a, you know, a little bit of a thank you really for, for being part of the journey with us, um, and being part of, a, of an awesome competition. So do check your emails, uh, in the next couple of hours. Yeah. Um, but right, Dave, I think it's only fair. Shall we, shall we do it? Should we turn the, should we turn Let the you go over? for it. Yeah, yeah, I feel... The um... winner is David Carpenter. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Um, All I can see is a mirror. Yeah, it's a mirror. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and turn this around okay. in one sort of smooth motion. So are you going to call out the name? Uh, I can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you ready? Sweep it round. So the winner is... Let's have a look. In his mirroring. <laughs> I will. So the winner is... <laughs> yeah, I am literally going to, going to video. This is absolutely hilarious. Now I am going to change it over. We have flipped, Dave. But there's the winner. So congratulations, <laughs> Ryan Cook. Yeah, well done, Ryan. Well done, Ryan. mate. Thanks so mate, much for being part of it. You see, <laughs> this is this is this is technology. At this is uh, amazing. Like that that worked. That was seamless, Dave. That was yeah. seamless. Yeah, so well done, Ryan. Um, yeah, if yeah. you're on the live here, mate, drop a comment in. Um, the guys good drawing, uh, will. Yeah. This was actually a joint. Oh, oh, was that? Oh, I, did the, okay. I did the I did the writing, and Fee <laughs> coloured it in. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, so um, yeah, we'll be in touch with you, Ryan, to sort out um, your prize yeah. and find out who you're going to uh, take with you're you. Take because with you. That's, yeah, yeah. The, that's the big decision he's got to make now. Um, you know, imagine there's going to be quite a lot of friends and family and partners. <laughs> one in that as well so yeah awesome no. well done ryan mate awesome yeah it's brilliant isn't it i can't typical with that that mirroring but um it's weird now people are going to say, we had say you're on the wrong you're on the wrong way but um no honestly ryan can't wait to, to have you on the um on one of our trips mate um as i said you know any date that's kind of um for yourself until the end of 2025 um but yeah it's, it's kind of weird now isn't it with the other way um but yeah that's just amazing isn't it i, I i'm kind of struggling with to go after that <laughs> I think but, I think what happened before for the new people is that we always sit on a certain way. That's what it is. And then it? when we do it this way, yeah. it apparently ruins the 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 feng shui. Oh, here we go. The so team. someone someone has said, can they change their name to Ryan Cook? Yeah, you can. They can. Yeah, yeah and all yeah. they need to do then is enter the second time. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, we, we've never. I, there's a, a rescue helicopter over there. There is a rescue. Hopefully, um, that's not for Ryan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, he's all right. But yeah, no, it's great. And thanks so you know so much, everyone, for kind of um, congratulating Ryan as well. We it's it's always difficult because, like you said, we've had almost twelve thousand entries, and um, you know, obviously, Ryan, you're gonna have an awesome time. Um, we'll definitely reach out to you, whether you're watching this live, whether you're watching this on a replay, because I know we put this in in other places um, after this. Um, we'll reach out to Ryan and get it. But look. I suppose today, you know, if, if you've been watching, if this is your first time, like I said, we are here every week. Um, we do like to tackle these kind of questions. Um, always kind of a, a different subject, sometimes a different place. You know, we don't always talk about Nepal. We talk about the things. But the reason we set these up is that, you know, we um, we want to make sure that you you go out to these places knowing what's in store for you. As we talked about before, there are, you know, these places are inherently dangerous. They are uh, They are challenging, but we always think that, by kind of teaching you or educating you a little bit that you go out there with a bit more knowledge yeah. and then you enjoy it a lot more and, and actually the success rates like we, we've seen from the industry you know like for instance Everest Base Camp you know industry rates about 65-70% ours is around about 95% you know I don't think that's just luck right that's because we like to educate you guys well knowledge um, dispels fear it does and it when does. you're and when you're unafraid you can focus <clears> in <throat> and do some amazing things and yeah yeah honestly Ryan, you're gonna love it. Everyone yeah. else, you know, um, sorry you, you could all win. Um, but hopefully you'll still uh be on an adventure with us sometime soon and we'd love to be the ones to take you. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, um these things do it, it the one thing I can always say is that these trips will change your life for the better. Always. You know, always. I've never known anyone come back from any of these trips, regardless, even the five percent that don't make it yeah. come back. And have learned so much about themselves, so much about the other part of the world that they're that they've been in, because just by getting on the plane and landing at Luckley, you've won. You've won. Yeah. You know, you've, yeah, you've, true, you've yeah. reached yeah. the Himalayas and you've done something amazing. You're gonna <laughs> see true. Everest. You're gonna meet the local people. Yeah. You're gonna experience their culture, learn about their history, um, and you're gonna have an awesome time doing it as well. Exactly. Great stuff, Dave. It's been awesome. It's nice to be back. Be back next week. Um, something a little bit different, but any. I will. Uh, we will endeavour to, ooh, excuse me, um, to get back to all the questions because you realise we had a lot of questions today. Um, well, the good thing know, is that because we've got them all on uh, recorded, we can we, you know, we can go through them. We can go through them. Yeah, we'll come back and we'll, we'll make sure you got those questions answered because, like I said, we want to make sure that you're, you're all happy with um, you know with with the trip. And as Dave said, there, if you're keen to sort of come on a trip with us, do drop us a message. Um, do check your emails in the next couple of hours. There might be something there that might help with that. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on today. Um, yes, yeah, been, it's been quite a lot of people on the live. We've seen some awesome numbers today, but um, yeah, I suppose we'll catch you next next Tuesday. Yeah, awesome. Nice one, Dad. Take it easy. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune in? But I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> 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 thanks mate thanks now if, uh, if you've enjoyed it don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast um you know all these uh, podcasts we put together the episodes trying to reach as many people as possible and if it's helped you leave us a lovely review um and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye <laughs>